get your head in the game, coach. You're about to get your audio dose of softball inspiration. I'm Melanie Rushing. And I'm Alicia Smith. And we help softball teams win more games and have more fun. Right now, you're joining thousands of passionate coaches across the nation who are dragging the field, prepping for the day, or driving to that other job while they learn and grow as a coach. So if you're ready to learn how to build a strong team culture, get your players to believe, and make a real difference in their lives, you're in the right place. This is the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast. I'm here with a special episode with some fantastic ladies. I cannot wait for you to get to know them better. For any of you who joined the team boot camp with Leisha, you know them very well. So please welcome, I'm going to call you guys the Madawan girls. Welcome, ladies. Hey, guys. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Thank you guys so much for coming on. This is a very special uh, episode, uh, but also very special to me because these these, I will always call you my kids, even though they're not kids, they're adults now, but uh, these kids uh, have played for me and now are either in college or have graduated already. And just to see, I think this is the best part of, of me being a coach, right? The, my favorite part of being a coach is watching them grow because I met all of these girls uh, at like 15 years old. So I watched their journey through high school and now they're in their 20s. And uh, it's just so cool to watch them grow and to see what... Uh, what they've become, right? And and it's cool because as a coach, you get to see that vision, right? You get to see what they can be on the field, but also off the field. So just to have these um, very special people to me uh, come on this episode is very, very special. So I will have you guys each introduce yourself and then we'll go around and, and talk for a little bit. So Jenny, go first. Hi, I'm Jenny and I just graduated from Columbia University in New York City. Lex. Hi, my name is Alexis. Um, I am currently a softball player at Kent State University. Joe? Hi, I'm Joanna. Um, I'm currently a senior softball player at Michigan State University. Mads? Hi, I'm Maddie, and I currently play at Western Michigan University. Hi, I'm Emily from Western Michigan University. Awesome. Uh, thanks again, you guys, for coming on. I know it's a Sunday morning, so maybe a little bit earlier for a few of you, but I do appreciate you guys coming on. So, uh, Jenny, we'll start with you. Um, you're the oldest of the group. You've already graduated, and now you have started your your job, which is awesome, um, working from home. Uh, however, so just talk to me a little bit about um, maybe your growth through high school and highlight a couple things that, that really you learned that have helped you get through not only college, um, COVID, your career ending uh, because of COVID and now working, uh, starting to work in the real world. All right, so as you know, like I came into high school as someone who was just extremely quiet, like barely ever talked, it was very hard to get me to open up. And then also someone who's just super hard on myself and like would really dwell on mistakes, really beat myself up over them. And so throughout, especially my high school career, this was a time when I grew a lot in learning how to like talk to myself, how to be better to myself as far as, you know, dealing with failure, dealing with mistakes and being able to grow and learn from it rather than letting it hold me down, which was then really important to me moving on and going into college because, you know, getting into the college game, it was even tougher. I had to work even harder. I felt like sometimes like I was failing even more. And so those skills became really important to me as far as, you know, being able to come back from those things and learn and grow and continue to trust in myself and believe in myself, um, which 
you know, continues to be important going into my job and, you know, I'm coming in as the person who doesn't know anything and being able to learn without beating myself up over the fact that I don't already know everything is super awesome and important. And I think another thing that helps with that as well is that in high school, especially, you know, playing, playing at Matawan was about learning like my own strengths and knowing that, okay, yes, I was a super quiet person, but that wasn't a bad thing and being able to like leverage my own personality and use it to my advantage in order to be that I could still be a strong leader and you know still be a supportive and good teammate and being able to you know not necessarily want to change myself but um, take advantage of the strengths that I did have. That's so awesome because that's that's exactly how I met you right you you barely spoke and then by the time you're a senior you're you're a huge leader and I know we kept in contact throughout your college career and we, we talked a lot about some of the things that um, you struggled with because just because you are the best player on the team um, or the smartest kid in the class you still always have the next challenge right so your next challenge was basically moving to New York City living on your own and attending a division one Ivy League school so what would you say in college was your biggest challenge um, that you had to overcome I think the biggest challenge is, you know, you go from a high school, maybe you're like, the, like you said, the smartest person in every class or one of the best players on the field. And then you get to college and everyone is like that, especially at a school like Columbia, everyone was the smartest person at their school. And now you're all in it together. And sometimes it's tough to not feel, you know, inadequate and now suddenly be like, wait, am I actually like not that good at what the things that I thought that I was good at and being able to just not so much compare yourself to others, but just be like, you know what, we're all really smart, really impressive people, and that's amazing. And so I think that was a big challenge for me was not getting bogged down by the imposter syndrome and knowing that like, yeah, I, I really am good enough to be here. I belong here. And, you know, I'm going to keep growing because I have these awesome people around me. Sorry, guys, you got to follow that one. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, Jenny, one more thing. I just, um, I think what you said something was really important, just basically the power of team, right? The power of the group in the class, the power of the group on the field. And when you can actually just kind of let go of the comparison and realize that you're just one part of an awesome group, what kind of amazing things you can do. And I think that that's really I think one of the things we tried to stress in, at Matawan all the time, right, the power of team and what you guys could do together. And I think if you can kind of let go of those things that you said, that's what can change things. That can, those, those small shifts in everybody's mindset when you're in a team, in a class, at a job, um, in the world can make huge changes. So I really appreciate that about what you just said. So that's awesome. Lex, you're next. What are some of the things that, same kind of questions, right? What are some of the things that, that you really took from high school that really helped you? Because like we talked about in the camp, each one of you have a different journey and a different um, path and also different challenges along the way, right? So yours was, was a season ending, potentially career ending injury that you had to deal with, right? So, and then right when you were getting ready to back, cleared to play a year later, COVID happened. So you haven't played for a long time. So talk about some of the things that you went through in high school, um, what you learned that helped you deal with those things and where you are now. 
think that I came into high school maybe the complete opposite of Jenny. Like, I was not quiet. I was the person that Coach pulled aside at my first tryout and was like, hey, you're not going to make the team if you don't get it together and act serious. So I think that for me, I came – I grew to be more um, – professional in a sense of leadership and what's important I think that you really installed in me like the biggest thing I think I took away was how important it is to be the team the team the team instead of worrying about yourself um I think that's like what inspired me to go into business too which was cool because it was more I could bring that sense of team teamwork and like team oriented goals into my career which is something that I probably wouldn't have understood so well I did have a really bad injury um, my sophomore year and it was probably like the worst time of my life just because you have to imagine you know you're spending four hours a day watching people do the sport that you're not allowed to do that you got hurt doing and you're spending two hours again on top of that in the training room working on the thing that stopped you from being able to do your sport. And so it's like really hard. It was a lot of dark moments. Um, and I had her, obviously I called you so many times, I feel like going through that. But one of the things that kind of pushed me through was just about being with the team. You know, I was always with them and they had my back same as they would have in high school with these girls. And um, it was really nice to have that feeling. I think that's something that a lot of programs don't always have which I was really blessed. Um, but I also have struggled a lot, I feel, in college before with um, confidence because in high school, I didn't have as much confidence at the beginning. And then I had like the best coach in the world who kind of instilled those things that you can say to yourself, the ways you can teach yourself, like talking to you, how you know you're the best on the field, when, when to recognize that you're falling off a little bit mentally and when I got to college it was just such a different environment at first that I kind of lost all sight of that for probably for my freshman year um I was just overwhelmed and it took me a minute to get back to where I was I think that you helped me out a lot with that being able to remind me of you know what I already know and what works for me so I was really thankful that I was able to come back to that part come back to you for those things um, I also think that, you know, our team in high school and just like the talks we had every day, you know, about mental stuff, it just, it prepares you for life and it prepares you for things that you're going to go through that aren't about softball and, and aren't, isn't about, you know, coaches and players and teammates. It teaches you a lot about yourself. So I'm very thankful. So going back to your injury, um, this is a common occurrence, right? Um, people get injured all the time not often as severely as you did, but how did you, how did you not think about just yourself in those moments? And if you did, which is okay, uh, how did you really focus on getting back for the team and being in and getting through that? You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there was definitely moments where I was like, this isn't fair. You know, it was such a freak thing. Um, and it was hard to look beyond you know, looking down and seeing myself on crutches for however long. But um, I think that for me, 
the moment that it really turned for me in a big way um, was we had been playing a game and we were doing completely awful. My team was, and it was almost like I just wanted to scream because I wanted to be able to do something about it and not just say something about it. And um, I felt that my team was listening to me and looking to me for things that were bigger than being on the field. So to me, being able to realize that I could be there for girls when they need somebody, even if it's not on the field, it was a big impact and it helped me feel a part of the team and made me feel better about it. Because it is really hard to not just give up or think about, you know, I have still have so long until I can be there. So you kind of have to find those small moments of joy and like the little accomplishments. So you're really able to just kind of focus on your role at the time, even though your role had changed, right? Um, it, and all of you had the opportunity to go to college and play, but all of you also had your role change when you went to college because all of you were starters. All of you started for four years as freshmen. All of you had been in either state championship games or semifinal games and you, had, you were you were the player, right, in those positions. Because, and so then all of you go to college, and again, you all have different experiences, but you all weren't uh, starting right away and you weren't the player anymore. So you each served as a role, you know, a role player in different, different situations for, in different times and everything like that. But, but Lex, for you, you were forced into that by injury. So talk a little bit about, a little bit more about that uh, trigger for you when you switched to a role player and how, how did it affect your team? Yeah, I think that for me, um, when I first was injured, it took me a minute to kind of realize that I still needed to be having my own role on the team because it was like the very tail end of the season. Um, it was right before playoffs. And I remember like getting into a little bit of a situation where they didn't know if they could even bring me to playoffs because only somebody can travel and stuff like that. And it was really important for me to be able to be there because um, – I mean, it was like I, I didn't want to miss out on the big moments. Like, I knew we were going to do well. Like, I could feel it. I was like, you know, just because I'm not on the field, I still want to be on the sidelines. And so I think that was the beginning of me realizing that it was bigger than me um, still being there for my team. And then when it came to the next year, I kind of had to find my place pretty quickly about where my role would be because I, there was no – clear sight of when I could be back and it was almost uh, instantly that I found that the best way for me to help was be able to talk to people about stuff that you had talked to me taught me you know when I see people struggling in different positions or underclassmen that went through the same some of the same things that I went through you know coming in as a freshman with a different role and having people ahead of you that are you know great hitters or great fielders and having to be able to better yourself in that way. So I think that that's where I found my biggest impact. And I was happy to do it because I didn't want to be the one on the side, you know, the injured girl who just <laughs> was being there. So it was hard and it was hard to find the drive to come back, but I'm glad I did it. So all of you were excellent leaders, you know, uh, in program for at Matawan and continued to be when you went to college. Um, just again, in different roles. And I think Lex, that really just shows like, your leadership coming through because you, not only did you make the switch mentally that I need to be there for my team in this role, you also became a leader in, in the ways that you could be. Right. And, and then I think that that's really where your growth happened actually 
Um, it's, it's not that I, I never, ever, ever wish, obviously, injury on anyone, let alone you guys. But I think that the greatest lessons that you learned out of that were, unfortunately, through injury. And I think that's, that follows life, right? The hardest challenges that we have is when you grow. And I've seen a lot of growth in you because we had a conversation before you left uh, for this year about leadership and how you really want to become a leader and what are some of the things that you can do. So I appreciate that about, about you and your journey as well. Thanks. Thanks, Lex. Okay, Mads, you're up. Uh, you're the baby of the group. You're the youngest one. Um, so you've had the opportunity to play with these guys, right? So um, you, as well, started off a lot like Jenny, being super quiet. We had some conversations as a freshman, as as a freshman, right, when we were talking about how, because you're, you were a catcher, so it's a different position, right, and one that's important for communication. So you really, you really grew as well into your own and you're, the difference for you was that you were younger with these guys as your mentors, but then you had to transition from that from as, as you grew older. So talk a little bit about your journey in high school and what you kind of learned from the program and how it helped you grow. Yeah, so to start off, um, my freshman year, like you said, I was a lot like Jenny. I was shy. Um, I kind of kept myself a lot. And... Um, I was also the only freshman to make varsity. So like, I didn't really have friends going into it. So I kind of had to meet everyone and make new friends. And um, I was intimidated like the whole season, basically until you finally got me to come out of my shell. I was so scared to talk. And as a catcher, I knew that that was not how the position needed to be played. I knew that I needed to talk and command the field and say where the ball needs to go. but. I was just so nervous too because I think it was like everybody's older than me and everybody knows what they're doing so like I can't tell them what to do type of thing um and it wasn't until you kind of pulled me aside multiple times and said like I need you to like yell and I need you to stand in front of home plate and be confident in what you're saying like I don't care what you're saying just be confident in it and after a few times of you telling me that I kind of clicked um and I think that my freshman year is when we made the biggest run in state and we made it to the semifinals when it was raining. And I think that that was kind of the moment I realized like I need to really like stand up and be there for my teammates, especially Emily, because the ball was slipping out of her hand. And um, so my freshman year, I kind of developed slowly, like little baby steps. And then going into my sophomore year, I kind of carried it over and we would read um, books on like confidence and how to embrace fear and how to be a good leader and I think that um, all of those things together kind of helped me come on my shell and um, embrace my role in the team of being a catcher and being a leader um, and that's also something that like I still have with me today so like my last two years at Madawan junior and senior year I was like a really good um leader on the team I feel like and um, I knew how to lead by example and what I needed to do for my team um, and now in college I am able to be confident and um, I'm not the starting catcher on the team but I know that when I am playing I need to uh, communicate and be a good leader because that's what my position requires. Um, I also struggled with confidence a little bit off the field too um, and also like up to bat, um, I would sometimes go up to bat and like 
nobody could tell, but like my legs would shake because I was so nervous. And um, I just like after reading books and talking with you so many times, um, I was really able to um, come out of my shell and be confident. I remember distinctly one practice your freshman year when Joanna yelled at you because you weren't being loud enough. And I remember she turned around and said, you need, you need to say it louder so we can hear you. And I think I just, I remember, you know, you as your freshman and sophomore year with these guys in front of you, your junior and senior year with these guys already gone. And now you had to take on a different role and the legacy you left for the kids that are now coming up because they, they now follow the things that you said because you followed the things that they said, right? And I think that that's just what's, what's really cool to watch about your guys' development is you're all leaders in your own way. Um, you all have your strengths, you all have your weaknesses, but the one common thing that you all have is that you've grown tremendously and you face diversity in high school and in college, right? And I think that that's what's so cool about uh, for me, again, I'll keep saying it. I just, I love watching you guys grow, but I think that what's, what also is common is that you all went to college and you all struggled again a little bit because it became a lot tougher, right? You're away from home. Some of you further than others, right? Uh, again, you weren't starting, then you're in a whole new environment and you know, you guys are all back on campus. The three of you, obviously Jenny is some working, but you guys are back on campus now. So you're dealing with a whole host of other issues. So Maddie, talk a little bit more about kind of that leadership piece and the things that you feel you brought to the younger group as when you were, because you knew that was important to you to pass that on, just like the rest of you, right? You guys, that was important for you to pass that on to leave. So talk a little bit about those last couple of years and kind of the leadership that you passed down. Yeah, so um, I think my first two years, like freshman, sophomore year, really prepared me for a junior and senior year. and. Um, being a leader on the team because we kind of struggled with numbers. So like um, my junior year, we had to have everybody on one team. So we had like a really young team, like ton of freshmen on varsity and we had like just a huge team. And so I think that um, being a leader and having strong leadership was like so important. And um, I knew that I needed to get the girls together. And so like um, we started workouts as early as like Thanksgiving um to like get the team together and start working out and just getting ready for the season um and senior year I remember we didn't have a big team but I remember just being so nervous still but I had like another fellow girl in my grade um to help lead the team too and I think that everything that I did leading up to senior year really prepared me for that because there was a lot of adversity um, like not making it as far in postseason as we wanted to um, and having my career end that way. So, um, yeah. So one other thing I did forget to mention, which this is not uncommon for many high school kids, you had actually uh, verbally committed to a college and then that particular coach had, had left, right, right during your senior year. So your plans were kind of thrown into a loop, right? And you originally were going to go somewhere far away from home. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't have a school to go to, right? Because that wasn't, that no longer became the school of your choice. So talk a little bit about how um, you dealt with that and how, how the mental training, mental toughness, uh, leadership and everything that you learned kind of helped you through that situation. 
Yeah, so I committed to school um, in Texas, and then my senior year, um, the coach left. And in that moment, I did not know what I wanted to do. And is my education has always been really important to me, so I knew I didn't want to um, sacrifice that and play, um, you know, maybe at like a lower level. I wanted to go to a university. So going into my senior year, I honestly didn't know if I was going to be able to play another year of softball because um, it was just so late, and um, I struggled a lot, like going to practice. And I was like, well, this could be my last year. Um, but I think that a lot, all of the books that we read, it really talks about like handling adversity. And that was something that was like really hard for me. And it was different than what a lot of girls go through. Um, they usually commit like their, I don't know, you could commit your freshman or sophomore year and then be committed throughout high school and just call it good and be set. But it wasn't like that for me. Um, and so I really had to decide what I wanted to do if I wanted to go. Um, and just focus on school and go to, you know, a good school to get my education and something that has my major or um, play softball and do that. So luckily um, I was able to go to a camp like late December of my senior year and um, they liked what they saw and I committed. Um, so I'm really thankful for that because um, I couldn't see myself without softball and it's really taught me all the life lessons that I need in life so yeah it's really important to me and I'm really thankful. And that's common right a lot of kids worry right a lot of high school kids worry if they're not committed September 1st by their junior year right it happened with Jenny as well and I believe Joanna too like you guys you were a little bit later commits but you still found a place right that that and it worked out so I think that also you guys didn't give up on that right just because you didn't get you know, the phone call or the text that day which I think that rule was implemented after you guys already went to school but the point is is that there's so many kids that worry about that that's and it, it's not it's not it doesn't have to be September 1st your junior year right there's so many options out there and all of you have you all of you explored different options and I think that's really important for a lot of people to hear because you guys didn't give up either right even though at the time that it may have felt that way you didn't give up and you kept looking for different places that fit um, kind of what you really wanted, right? And you talked very heavily about your education, which all of you do, all of you, that's important to all of you. And I think that that's also something that people should really look for, right? When they're looking for colleges. So thanks, man. Okay, Jojo, you're up. Talk a little bit about your high school journey too. And, um, you know, you suffered a, an injury your freshman year, um, although not as severe as Alexis, but still an injury that knocked you out. Um, also, you committed a little bit, a bit, little bit later, and now as you progress through college, you're, you aspire to be a coach, which is, which is pretty cool. So talk a little bit about your journey and some of the things that you learned along the way. Yeah, it's kind of a similar experience that Jenny and Lex kind of talked about of, you know, being one of the best players on the field in high school and then, you know, doing really well in school and then having to transition to a school that everyone's the best player, everyone, you know, is doing well in school, and I think just everything with kind of what you talked about with, you know, the mental toughness of self-talk and being able to use that to, you know, really tell myself it's going to be okay, and I'm going to be able to, you know, work my way back up to being where I was, kind of how I was in high school, of being one of those best players and um, really working hard to 
develop my skills into what needs to be done. I um, unfortunately did have um, a shoulder injury, I think my sophomore year. So I kind of was bouncing around a lot of roles um, from freshman year um, to now senior year. Um, I'm finally back in the position I'm playing in um, that I played in high school. Uh, but I've, you know, played outfield, I've caught, um, played infield, I've kind of done it all um, in high, in, uh, not in high school, in college, but, you know, being able to be in high school and not only, you know, develop the skills from, because, I mean, even before high school, I was a catcher, and then you brought me in as playing third base and developed me into, you know, a great infielder and which able, was able to get me to college. Um, I think just learning all those different skills and how to deal with the different types of adversity really, you know, helped me prepare me and to get where I am today to be able to, you know, develop into those different roles, no matter what it, what it needs to be. Um, and, you know, the same thing with, you know, committing late um, or later um, now that they have that rule, it's kind of crazy to think about, you know, kids committing when they were sixth grade, eighth grade. Um, and now you can't do it until you're a junior. Um, you know, I think, like you said, there's a place for everyone out there, no matter, you know, what, what grade you're in or where you are in your, in your journey. I think that it doesn't matter. Um, you're going to find your place no matter what, as long as you work hard. And I think that's kind of how I've felt from transitioning from being one of the best players to now having to, you know, compete with, you know, some of the best college athletes. And I think just continuing to work hard and know that it will work out no matter, you know, what, it's just that, if you don't give up, it's gonna, it's gonna go your way. So for you personally, you started uh, not really starting until your, uh, excuse me, junior year. So you, you had started a little bit your sophomore year, but really a full-time starter for as a junior. So it took really two full years, right, for you to get onto the field, into the position that you played in high school and in being, uh, you know, a leader on the field. So talk a little bit about those first two years and how you felt as a role player and what got you through those two first two years. Yeah, so, you know, going in as a freshman, um, it was difficult. Not many freshmen played, but I think I was able to find my role pretty quickly where a lot of girls, even, you know, upperclassmen respected me and kind of took everything that I had to say to heart and kind of helped the team in that way of, you know, teaching them the things I learned through everything that you taught us through from, you know, self-talk to even just, you know, talking and communicating on the field. Um, I think that using that and being able to do what I can in that way of, because I did have a lot of people's voice, like my voice was heard. A lot of people were kind of like, okay, like she kind of knows what she's talking about. So using that to kind of help my team in that way. Um, when I wasn't so much on the field to be able to help off the field or, you know, guide people in practice. And that's really helped me develop into, you know, the leader I am now being um, a captain and being able to now be on the field and also use my voice, but also play as well. So last question, you are really interested in coaching and started coaching this past summer. You had your first travel ball team that you coached and are very interested in coaching on beyond college, right? And in college. So talk about the experience with your summer team this year and what did you teach your kids, you know, uh, as you're coaching and, and how that kind of blossomed for you? Yeah, I had a great first experience um, with my first travel team, being able to be an assistant coach. Um, all the girls were super great and really, kind of 
I mean, at the end of the year, they almost made me cry because of just like how much they were appreciative of, okay, we had, yes, they had a great coaching staff before and bringing me in to kind of help develop them into the things that they haven't been able to learn, like more of the mental toughness side of things. And also just different drills and bringing in a different perspective of, you know, a college athlete coming in and being able to help out just to progress the team. Um, I think one of the biggest things that kind of, I feel like I tried to teach them is just working hard. You're going to get where you're going to, you're going to go. Um, they, I know a lot of them have kind of worried about, you know, they're getting older, their process is starting, the recruiting process, it's scary. What are you going to do? Emailing all these people. What happens if I don't um, get a call type of thing? And they're, I mean, they just finished, some of them just finished their freshman year and they're already worried about that. And I just remember when I was that age, kind of like, okay, stressing about what's going to happen. It's a stressful time. I think I just told them that, you know, you need to relax, have confidence in what your process is, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out. And as long as you work hard and kind of use the tools you have, like you said, use all those tools that you have in your toolbox and, you know, figure a way out of how to present yourself that is going to get you onto that next level. Because I know for me personally, like, when I'm, you know, hopefully a collegiate coach and stuff, not only looking at the talent, but also just how they carry themselves. And I think that was one thing that a lot of, you know, my girls that I had for my first team was they were really a good group of girls and actually respected the game. Um, and having that on the field definitely shows. For sure. And I think that those in intangibles really are, are the thing that changes changes the team. And I think all of you guys, all of you on this podcast had those intangibles that, that really took you to the next level personally, but also elevated the team. Right. And I think that that as a college coach, if that's what, you know, you're, what you end up being, which I hope you do, because I think you're going to be excellent at it, but looking, and that's what I hope that everyone hears is that the intangibles are really what the coach is looking for, because there's for every, great pitcher on one diamond, you could turn around and see another pitcher, but what intangible uh, are they going to bring to the team and how do they carry themselves? I think that's very well said, Joe. So thanks for bringing that up because I think it's important here. Emily, uh, let's talk a little bit about your journey. You, um, part of your journey was not only in high school, we, you were a pitcher for four years, so um, a little bit different perspective. You were in three uh, semifinal games in your career. You battled a lot of adversity, not only on, but off the field. Um, but then also you, part of your journey was after your freshman year of college, you transferred. So talk a little bit about some of the things that you took from Madawan that kind of helped you through your journey and talk a little bit about your journey. Right. So I went and played my freshman year at Northern Kentucky. And obviously I always pitched a lot in high school and that was my focus. And I got to Kentucky and I was only pitching but hitting was also a big aspect of my game. So I kind of lost that part. And that was one of the bigger reasons of why I decided to transfer. And obviously throughout high school, one of the big things we always talked about was adversity. We faced adversity when we played in those big games. You know, we face adversity every day with different situations. So I think the biggest takeaway I took from high school was how to face adversity and was kind of face it head on. So I went from Kentucky and I had a lot of adversity that I had to face, a lot of different changes in my life. So I think taking that with a positive attitude and knowing that there was something else for me and some, another part of my journey 
having the positive outlook on it helps me through it. Okay, good. So what, talk about some of the things that in high school, especially earlier on in your career, right? As, as a freshman pitching, and then as you became, as you slowly became a leader as well. So talk about a little bit about your transition from being a freshman to a senior. So right when I was on the team my freshman year, I think the biggest thing I took away from when we started doing where we took, we did notebooks and we focused on a bunch of different topics was that you didn't have to be the best player to be a leader and that a lot of different attributes actually go into it where as even in college, I think a lot of people still are like, oh, the best player, she's our captain. When it's like, okay, that might not be the best situation for the team. So I think like learning that different traits where it's like getting to know your teammates, getting to know what they don't like and what they like so that you can help the team better was my biggest takeaway from my freshman year. And I think that's what really helped me be who I am now was taking those steps of like learning, okay, I need to get to know my teammates, learning that, okay, I need to carry myself this way on and off the field. So one particular story that stands out to me is uh, your freshman year when we, we were playing at University of Michigan for quarterfinals. And if, if you've never been right to, to the field, there's, there's bleachers all around, there's a scoreboard, there's a brick wall. So all of the noise with all of the fans centers down right onto the field. And you couldn't hear it on the field very well at all. And, and you had thrown about three balls right in a row in the very first batter. And this is the great part about the relationship that I get to develop with these kids is I get to know how to coach them throughout different situations. So I remember very distinctly walking out to the mound and it's hard to even hear each other, right? But we talked a little bit about something and we developed a routine for breathing. So we started developing a routine in, in postseason that, that just helped you breathe. So talk a little bit about how that helped you uh, throughout your career. I, that's still something that I go back on is take three deep breaths and I even say it to all my friends, even in like stressful situations. Okay. Take three deep breaths, calm yourself down. So I think just learning that part of where you slow your brain down and you focus on that one pitch mentality. So it's okay. Take that deep breath. I just have to throw this one pitch. And then I go back to the back of the mound and I take another deep breath and I just have to throw that next pitch. So I think the deep breaths and slowing myself down really helped me focus on the one game, one pitch at a time mentality that I still take into like every game now. Because I, I watched you right for four years, right? We, we spent a lot of time together in, in four years uh, working on all sorts of things for the physical mental part of the game, being a good teammate, being a good leader. And your last career game, right, for Matawan, you encompass that one pitch mentality, I think, better than, than anyone I've ever seen, right? It was one of the toughest games that you, you were going through. And I remember, I'll never forget, I was sitting on the bucket, and uh, it was a tough situation. I think bases might have been loaded, you know, and I stood up off my bucket, and I took one step towards the mound, and you suddenly just kind of put your hand up, and you're like, no, I'm yeah. good. And I think that was, like, my, my favorite part of your maturity and your development was – you you really truly had it and you weren't worried you weren't flustered and right. you, you battled like crazy for 10 innings and you were in some tough situations and I think that just watching you grow like that was was the my favorite part of of watching you on the field and, and what you what you became 
um, not only as a leader, as a, as, a, as a young adult, but also as a player. And I think that was just my favorite part of just watching you. So talking a little bit about your leadership and what you learned as a, as a senior or what you learned throughout your career, how did you take that as into your senior year for your leadership? Into my senior year. So it's obviously I went through three years of building on it. And I think I was very fortunate of where I had other girls like Jenny Soltes, Joanna Bartz, and Alexis Tobby to look up to and kind of fill that role after they left because I knew that's what the team needed me to do. So I kind of, I think that my whole career, the biggest thing that it's been for me is being a good teammate. And so I think that's what made me really step up in that role is that I knew my team needed me and I knew that they needed me that season and that I need to step up and be that person for other people, not only myself. Because it was also a difficult year where we had everyone on one team. So we had freshmen, we didn't have a JV team. We had, I can't remember how many girls were on the team, but kind of really that I knew I needed to step up and be an example but not too much pressure where I felt like I couldn't do like I was I couldn't do anything wrong but I think just really knowing that even younger girls that they would learn something from the way that I carried myself and the way that I would have done anything for them on the field and off. I think it's a really important part right because you really you really right you got the model of what it should look like and, and then you became that model but in your own way and i think what's great is that you've passed that on right to kids that just graduated right. and they have passed that on to the kids that are in the program now so i think that that's what's so special about about all of you within this program is that it, it means something to you right um talk a little bit about some personal adversity like throughout high school like how did you handle some off the field stuff because a lot of kids have to deal with a lot of stuff right there's a lot of peer pressure there's a lot of all sorts of things going on with social media and the amount of time that they have to practice and just talk a little bit about how you handled some of your personal adversity off the field yeah so for example i actually hit a point on my senior year where I was like complete shutdown, where I was committed to division one school. And then I, all of a sudden in my head, I decided that, okay, I didn't want to play softball. I didn't want to go to college and play softball. And I think it took me a couple months of long talks, Alicia coming and going on walks in my neighborhood, of which having that part of someone who really knew me as a player on and off the field and being able to have that relationship where she could almost know kind of what I was going through without actually going through it. So I think being able to have good relationships that you have that person that's able to get you through that stuff and kind of just, again, like taking a couple big deep breaths probably every day of knowing that, not that I was stuck in a situation that I couldn't get out of, but that I kind of needed to change my mindset of what I was going into and that I've always loved softball and I've always wanted to do this and kind of to pick apart the things that stuck out to me. So just like how I talked about like the team environment, always love being around a team, team environment and having those connections with people. So I think really looking for the positive things that made me stick through that, kept me through the adversity, especially that one. Good. 
Yeah, and and I really saw that too. Like I remember, like when you had those moments where you just didn't know if you wanted to play anymore. And I'm sure a lot of other kids, uh, softball players, feel that way at at one point or another, right? Because you had you had spent so much time and effort. And as a pitcher, there's even more work that has to go in, right, to the the lessons and the pitching to to perfect that craft. So talk a little bit about what kind of things that you've gone through personally, both on and off the field, has inspired you to to do and study in school. So even from well, obviously we focus so much on different topics, adversity and being fearless and being selfless. And I think the biggest one that stuck out to me throughout my whole career now is being selfless. And so I learned so much sports psychology from you that it kind of drew me to either way, if I'm helping people in sports or if I'm helping people in a different field, that that's what I want to do in that our minds, I think I learned that our minds are stronger than they think that we think they are. And we have more control over ourselves than you think. So it's that you can tell yourself like, okay, I can do this. And you will, you'll convince yourself that you can do this. So I think that's the biggest reason of being selfless. And I just, I want to live like the rest of my life being like that of putting others, not necessarily others before myself. Well, I'm still okay, though. <laughs> so I'm going to go around real quick uh, to wrap up. Jenny, uh, you're up first. I want all of you guys to answer the same two questions. You guys were a part of the boot camp, so you were coaches in the boot camp with the breakup sessions with each team. Each of you had your own team for, for the week. So I want to uh, ask you all, starting with Jenny, one, what was the one thing you learned from the boot camp personally, and how do you feel you impacted the team that you were working with? Being in the boot camp, I think one thing I learned was also just like kind of about myself as far as this was something that as someone who's very like quiet and introverted, this was something that like when you asked if I would do it, I was a little like scared thinking like, oh, am I really going to be like the person who should be leading these discussions? But it was really, it was kind of empowering to find that like looking back on all the things that I had learned and finding that I really did have all of these things that I could share with my team in the boot camp was just really exciting and made me feel really good and kind of reminded me that, you know, I have learned all these things and I have these qualities um, and that I can be someone who can mentor and teach these things to younger players. Um, and so I'm hoping that I was able to pass on some of the like lessons about these intangibles and seeing that it's something that you can learn, that it's just like a physical skill that, you know, you can practice it and you can get better at these things. And I'm hoping that that was a lesson that I passed on to my team that, okay, you can, we have these exercises and things that we can do to become more aware of ourselves and like how we are mentally and then finding ways that like, like tangible, real ways that you can get better at these things. That's awesome. I, I also was wondering if you would, you would do it because I know that you still are actually, uh, very introverted. However, you're really intelligent and you really care about, you know, you care about softball, you care about, the, you care about your teammates, you care deeply about, about others. And I think that that's part of what I liked about watching you grow is just that how you became a leader and how you, you are confident in sharing your message. Because the cool thing for me was hearing all of you. Basically, it was cool because like you guys were saying all of the same things that we've talked about for years. So it's, it's stuck with you. And you've really, truly been able to use everything that you've, that you've learned and carried on to your life. So that's, that's what's important to me. And, and I, I love that you're able to turn that around 
and you know continue in any in any forum right whether it's in in business whether it's at your job jenny whether there's a business lex whether it's at, as a coach joe or in maddie on your current team right and as you move forward with what you decide to do and i think that that's what's important you'll carry all of those lessons through with everything that you do so that's what i appreciate about all of you so thank you jenny uh lex you're up next um, I think that something that I learned from the boot camp was not really learning for the first time, but it kind of just reminded me about, you know, like it's supposed to be fun. Everything that you're doing is supposed to be fun. It's a game, you know, I'm a senior this year and it's like really sad to think that this is my last year. And sometimes I can get so caught up in other things in softball that I feel like a lot of us can get caught up in, you know, like your role, if you're insecure about it or, you know, team, like not politics, but working on team culture and all this stuff. And it can get really, you know, complicated sometimes. And sometimes you just kind of have to take a breath and have fun because that's when you do your best. At least I do. I'll never forget in high school, every time we were in a rut and we did not know why we were losing me and Megan would, start scream singing you know songs in between pitches because every time we would just start to have fun we would do better and it and it's kind of it reminded me a lot that I want to really appreciate my last year and have fun so that was something I learned um I think the biggest way I probably impacted the girls was from their feedback was just about staying in the right mental state and how to like teach yourself you know give yourself check-ins almost how to do positive self-talk I mean a little bit more about um, visualization and stuff like that because it's probably the biggest things that have helped me in my career and just my journey and I think that now more than ever for them with social media and everything else that's so much bigger than it was when we were at that age that it's really hard not to compare yourself to other people so you know making sure you are realizing this is my journey it doesn't matter I'm a different type of player than that person. That's why we're on the same team. That's why we work so well together and being able to calm yourself down a little bit when you get in over your head. I think that's a really good point because I think coaches struggle with that too. You guys are not that far removed from high school, but things have changed drastically since you've been there, right? Um, things are just so different with the kids that I coach. Every few years, it's like it used to be every five years they would change. Now it's, it's every few years. So I think that that's, that's the, the speed of change is what coaches also need to learn to keep up with. And that's what they're sometimes struggling with on how to help. So I think you guys were a really good voice, even though you are um, several years older than them, you're still not that far removed. And I think that even though your experiences were, were different and things are different now for them, they could still relate to you. And I think that that's what was um, really powerful for, for you guys to be in boot camp. Maddie, how about you? So mine's a little bit like Jenny's too, is I basically really just like surprised myself um, with all the knowledge that I do have. Um, girls would ask me questions and about anything like mental game and I knew I had a story to relate to it and I also knew how to help them and give them an answer and feedback that they can use in their own life and I think that that was really cool to kind of see like all these years of work have really paid off and it was kind of like a visual thing to see that um I also um one day we talked a lot about like being present and like being in the moment and that really resonated with me because 
like on the field, but also off the field lately, I've kind of been struggling with like being in the moment and um, just being where my feet are and in the game too, just taking things one pack, one pitch at a time. Um, so I think that was just like really good refresher and it was good to talk about that. The biggest impact, I think the, the biggest thing was that I am like in their corner now, like after the first day, um, they all like reached out to find me on social media and I just made it clear to them that like if they ever need anything or if they ever have questions that they can feel free to reach out to me. And I think that that's just really cool because we all share, um, you know, similar interests of like getting better and um, becoming mentally tough. So um, I think that that was a really cool thing. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, Joanna. It's still weird you're calling me that. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> you introduced yourself as Joanna, so. Jo I, um, I think, honestly, the thing that I kind of learned was just, like, how impactful one person can be or, like, a chain of people can be. Like, going from what you instilled in me and then being able to, you know, tell that to the team I had and have them now learn that and be able to, you know, we, I had a community college, so be able to, you know, teach the younger girls coming in and then, you know, just the chain of it continuing on and teaching so many people. I just, I think learning that, you know, it's not just one person, it's kind of the chain, but it really can be, you know, one, one voice or a group of voices that can really impact and kind of change the culture of a team or change the direction that they're going in. Um, and I think that's like how I impacted them is just being able to help them give them direction of their process and their journey and everyone coming in from different backgrounds and um, coming together as a team and only being able to play together for a couple of years. It's hard to really build that strong culture of what you want, but I think I was able to at least help guide them and um, give them direction of where their journey is and knowing that it's each of them have their own journey, but they're also on a journey together um, in this period of their time. And um, I think that was just one thing that was I able to impact and, you know, help them grow as a team. Emily. So I think the best thing I learned is that I like that I could connect with younger players and to know that I was going to make an impact on what I said. And, you know, I wish that even I was able to start learning this stuff at a younger age. So I think just knowing that and knowing that at least it's in the back of their minds of the things that we talked about, that they know that stuff and they can start to carry that into their game and their everyday life. That's awesome. I, I loved watching you guys do your breakout sessions with the, with the kids because like you just said, Joe, the impact that one person can have and the chain reaction that it can have. And the fact that all of you, I think, recognized um, I think you use the word empowered. You feel very empowered and you all recognize that you actually do have this amazing knowledge and you can impact others in such, such a powerful way in, in no matter what you're thinking about or doing, whether it's in your relationships, your business, whether you're working, whether you're, in, you know, uh, playing on the field and, or, you know, working with another group of girls, either coaching or in the boot camp. So, I cannot thank all of you guys enough for coming on and sharing your Sunday morning with me. You guys know I'm forever proud of you and I don't ever want you guys to forget the, the knowledge and the, and the ability that you have to impact others. And that's a wrap for today. 
If you enjoyed this episode, snap a screenshot, share your favorite takeaway, and tag us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Mental Sweet Spot. If you're feeling really generous, head to your podcast player of choice and give us a review. Five Little Stars can help us reach more coaches like you as we build our club of sweet spotters and continue to build strong young women both on and beyond the field. If you have any questions, comments, or guest requests, please feel free to reach out to us at support at mentalsweetspot.com or shoot us a message on social media. Thanks again for joining us. Have a good one.